Thank you for joining me on Heather Ewing, the CRE Rundown. Today, I am excited to have Elise Smith back. She is the first Vice President of Business Banking at Park Bank here in Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome, Elise. Thanks for having me, Heather. You bet. It's great to have you. So the fun thing is we've known each other for several years. We were acquainted originally uh, through a run group here in the downtown, and I know you have a, a trailblazing path that I'm eager for you to share with our viewers, both in exercise, marathoning, Ironman, all of those different things. But it's fun to tie it in also to commercial real estate and obviously the, the lens of lending that you offer here today. So as we get going, help our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, awesome. Um I totally forgot, like, uh, Pub Run Madison. That's how you and I, yeah, really connected. And I remember um, going to the ovation one time, and I think you walked in the elevator. I'm like, hey, you're going to this too. And it was the first time I had seen, like, outside of spandex for running. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you clean up and shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, gosh, Pub Run Madison, that brings it back. But I know I miss it. I do it- miss it. What was your question? I just totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. No, just to share with our guests, uh, help them get to know you a little bit more. Obviously, I know all your great attributes, but if you could share with them. Yes. So, yes, my name is Elise Smithback. I currently work at Park Bank. I'm a business banker um, in my free time. And when I'm not working, I'm with my family of uh, five. I have twin boys that are going to be 12 on Thursday, the 29th. Unreal. And my daughter's uh, going to be 14 this fall. And my husband, Eric, who's also um, an athlete, currently training for the Door County Half Ironman. Nice. Yeah. um, I like to keep busy uh, similar ways that uh, you and uh, a lot of my friends, we swim, bike, run. We, I've always been a runner. Runner's been my number one passion. Um, like you said, I did Ironman in 2017. That was a big bucket list item for me. Huge. You yeah. rocked it. Yeah. I ran several marathons, um, but now I uh, have been recently uh, getting more into weightlifting and mm-hmm. my husband uh, kind of taken the back seat. So my husband, Eric can train and uh, do kind of crush some goals that he has for triathlon. That's awesome. I like how you guys tag team it though, because otherwise... You know, I just, I I don't think it works for the long term in marriages where only one is the athlete because after a while, the other is like, you know, I'm like a, a single parent here because you're training all the time. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that he's a morning person and that he can uh, typically get his workouts in before sometimes I even wake up. So (laughs) (laughs) there is that. And uh, fortunately, fortunately for guys, um, you know, they can go swim on their lunch break and and get back to work in a timely fashion. Whereas for me, it's a little hard with doing hair and makeup and all that stuff. So I would say that uh, he makes uh, training uh, balance and family life pretty good on us. That's nice. It makes, it makes all the difference. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So as we go back into your history, right, I'm curious as to what got you into running and then also how you ended up in the lending arena as well. 
Yeah. So that's a great question. I started running in 2007, I did the Burby Derby and I started running because Eric, my husband was a runner. And I remember that was the hardest thing I ever did running a 5k. I remember training for it. And I ran down the street, not even a quarter mile and just hating it and being like, I can't do this. It, this is terrible. Um, so I kind of put that on the back burner and I had my daughter And, um, shortly a year later I got pregnant with twins. So I didn't, you know, um, you're a higher risk pregnancy when you're pregnant with twins. So I didn't do a lot of working out, things like that. So after I had my boys, um, I did decide to stay home for a little bit with them. And it's like, man, I got to lose this baby weight somehow. I'm going to, I'm going to start running. And I started, you know, I went to a lot of, uh, my husband's done over 10 marathons. So I, I've seen a lot of different people in different shapes and different bodies doing these marathons. And I'm like, well, no, they, but I can do it. So I made a goal. I'm like, I'm going to do a half marathon. And so I started training and, you know, the weight started melting off too, because that's a, a great benefit from <laughs> half marathon or marathon training. Oh, definitely in your body right and yeah exactly addicted to uh always bettering myself so I did a half marathon and it was like just over two hours I think and I'm like well I think I can do that faster so I I kept in half marathons and I kept improving my time so I kept I was like a competition with myself I'm a very competitive person and it was a way for me to kind of have that competitive outlet Mm -hmm. um when working especially and just having something to to kind of burn that energy or burn that need to do something else. Right. I can completely agree. And that's where too, you know, from a running standpoint too, I really got into running um, much more when I got into commercial real estate. And to your point, there's the days are busy. You're running from here to there. I always joke of who needs to go to Vegas when every day you really are at the tables, <laughs> right? In some, yeah. uh, some fashion, because it's either all there or it's all gone. And, you know, it's not a, a partial portioning in that sense. And I also really liked the flexibility of running that yeah. if it was eight o'clock at night, I could go for a run. If it was in the morning, it was the morning. And it, it didn't take very much time. You could get a great workout in 30 minutes and just knock it out. And I would say also being here in Wisconsin that I didn't want to feel cooped up in the winter. And so it also helped me to feel like I was one with nature and in the outdoors and um, just that freedom, I guess, of moving through life more freely through all of the seasons. So I know for myself, yeah, I, that was I, a big impetus. I do my best thinking on a long run or on a run. No. If I, if I'm, if I'm struggling with something, I can kind of get out of, you know, whatever is distracting me and do some of my best thinking. I, I you know, there's a lot of times I'll stop and I'll pull out the notes. App yes. and <laughs> I'll tell Siri to remind me of this or remind me of that. So, um, yeah. And I like music. I like to just mm-hmm. kind of get lost in, in music too. It is perfect because to your point, you can create the run however you want it to be, where if you want to train hard that day, you do. If it's a more relaxed run and maybe you're taking it in, but I also agree. I get a lot of great ideas, insights, and I love that little note feature on the phone too. I pull it out and do that. And sometimes it's just as simple as taking pictures of flowers and really experiencing the moment. 
And um, that is fun. So here's an interesting question, since you are a diehard runner as well, of your training, you know, back in the day, it was half marathons, then it was marathons, then the Ironman. When that pain is just like, oh my gosh, why did I sign up for this? Why did I pay for it? Right? What? <laughs> What do you tell yourself, right? Because I always say we all have a story. And what what goes through your mind in those moments to get you through? You know, when I think about Ironman in particular, um, the day itself, I never had a thought of why am I doing this? I was mm-hmm. very thankful that I could do it. I was very thankful that I had a group of people that I got to train with. Um mm-hmm. I remember mid swim, I stopped and I literally looked up and I saw the Monona Terrace and I'm like, I'm doing Ironman. Holy cow. I didn't think that I could ever do something like this. And here I am doing it. Swimming's such a, it's the weakest, my weakest sport. And I was getting through the swim and I was doing it. So that was the pain and the, in the uncomfortable and is all in, was all in the training actually. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But when I actually got to the day, I was very thankful mm-hmm. and just happy that I, my body could carry me through it. Um, so I would say the training, the hurt, the pain, mm-hmm. the long nights, the really early mornings. I remember one time, Heather, I got up at three 30 in the morning to go oh. to my house on Wabisa to swim. Yes. And I, I looked at my phone. I'm like, what am I doing? God bless you, Elise. <laughs> right? You're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> 30 in the morning, but like I had to get the swim in and I had to do it. I had this huge goal. Um, yeah. And I think the goal of, of getting that bucket list item done for me. Um, mm-hmm. going. Well, and don't you think too, I always say like things like that give you wings, especially when it was something that previously you thought you couldn't do. And then you create a plan, you create the structure, the support, and you adjust as you need to. Like there is nothing, I mean, talk about a huge adrenaline rush, right? And just the feeling of it really lets you see that life is limitless and I don't know about you, but just in, in moments of overcoming those moments and I guess prior beliefs that it's made me realize that, you know, all those thoughts were just really old stories and conditioning and I get to choose my path and how I'm going to blaze it. Yeah. I loved the Ironman training. And, and this goes back to my marathon training too, for my first marathon, it was a lot of firsts. So it was a lot of hundred mile, it was my first hundred mile bike ride. It was my first 14 mile run, 15 mile run, 16 mile run. So a lot of first and accomplish right. some different goals that way. So that's, that's really neat. And wouldn't you say they all build upon each other? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then tying this into lending too, right? Just because mm-hmm. you and I are firm believers of how would you say those skills then translated into your day job? Yeah. So I think a lot of it translates for me in wanting my clients to win. I like to naturally, I just like to help people and I want to get them Mm -hmm. to their, you know, whether that be owning a business, whether that be opening a new location, uh, doing, uh, expanding their location. I want them to win just like in my other experiences. So being able to help them through that, 
uh, whether it's just uh, connecting them with someone, connecting them with you, connecting them with an accountant or giving them a loan to start their dream. I I feel like that's a huge win in my book. I I would agree too. So now you've, you've stuck the landing, you've accomplished huge goals. If you were to go back into a time machine, right. And um, go back several years or forward, what advice would you give yourself? So the, the easy one for me is, is the one back in time. And that's, I for, slow down and yeah. be on your line. Don't let society, don't let friends, don't let anybody kind of tell you where you need to be in your life. There's no rule book. Um, yeah. Just be true to who you are and just slow down. Um, you'll accomplish your goals. Uh, but then I feel it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because I I feel like I was always quick to want the next thing. And that's really led me into the person that I am today and into a successful career and mom. So it's a little, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Almost like, you know, when you hear the word balance, right? Yeah. Where I think years ago, balance meant eight to five. There were a lot of eight to five arenas Whereas now, I don't know about you, and I'd, I'd be interested in your take. The way I perceive balance is there's going to be times when you put forth tremendous effort, a lot of time, energy, and then you get something across the finish line. And then it's like you take that break, the breather, recoup, recharge, and then you're back at it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think that's probably something that is important is to kind of stop reflect and see how things to just to kind of equate that back again to triathlon and running though, Heather, I feel seen a lot of people and I've done this too, where they get done, they're on that adrenaline rush. It's like, I'm going to sign up for one again tomorrow, or I'm going to do this right away. Feels so good. And then they, they don't take that time to reflect or to kind of recharge. And I do think that that is a very important thing Mm -hmm. for people to do. I would agree with that too. And I think it's, I mean, it's the different insights so that you can create a new and an improved plan for the next. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Important to have your why. I think that I've heard that from multiple people. Um, And if you don't have a good why, it's not going to carry you through. And I would say that's a firm believer in that as well. Personally and professionally, if you don't have your why and you don't have it nailed down, Mm -hmm. you're going to be tough. I had a client of mine a couple of years ago, he did the Ironman in 2018 and just had a wonderful day and had his why signed up for Ironman number two on a adrenaline high. And then it was, t- it was a tough year for him. It was a tough, he didn't have his why he, the training didn't come as easy and the day wasn't as great as the first one. And, you know, there was a little bit of regret. It makes complete sense. And I think too, a lot of times people's whys are kind of like you related to other people's interests, other people's suggestions that they should like. And it's funny because, you know, I think I'm training for my sixth marathon now, but it's funny because people are like, oh, you run marathons. You should run, you know, compete in the Ironman. And I have complete respect and kudos to you and all the other people I know that have, but I personally don't have a why. And so I've always said, thank you, you know. I'm, I'm honored that you think of me to uh, be able to train for something like that, but I just don't have 
my why or an interest. So I'm, I'm sticking to the marathons, but yeah, which I love, love watching your stories on LinkedIn and Facebook. It's one of, it's, it's very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. And for me, it's um, similar to you too, right? It's like that time running, you get a lot of different thoughts, ideas, and it is fun to share those. So what would you share with someone that, right? They're, they're working in a busy career, like both of us. There's a lot of demands. There's a lot of things that are happening. Um, you know, maybe they have kids, maybe they don't. If they were interested in starting to get into running, what is a piece of advice that you might share with them? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say um, for me, it was, it was finding that finding that why, like we kind of talked about. Um, But then also, you know, it really helped me get into running a little bit more and uh, just getting something a little bit more out of it was, was like joining groups like pub run, um, finding like-minded people that also enjoyed running. Um, You know, running is a very individual sport, but it also can be a sport too. So for me, I got to start running with some ladies in my uh, neighborhood. So I got to connect with other moms and make new friends. Uh, I got to make some business connections. I got to make some personal friendship connections as well. Um, but then also this, you know, having the skill, I guess you could say of running or being able to go out and put one foot in front of the other, um, is you can do it whenever you want. Um, it, and you know, you really just have to dress for the weather. So it's something that you can always kind of have in your back pocket should you need a release from something. So um, I just would say if someone wants to get into running, get a really good pair of running shoes. That's what I tell everybody. (laughs) Go see the folks. Definitely invest. To go get a good pair of running shoes Um, and, and maybe some headphones. (laughs) Right. Right. And and just put one foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter if you run a seven minute mile or a 15 minute mile. Yeah. I agree completely. You have to start somewhere. And what I've noticed is a natural impediment for a lot of people is that they want to start and they want to become like the athlete they will be in five years. Right. It's kind of like none of us are perfect. I always joke that it was ugly in the beginning. (laughs) I mean, I think back to, um, my first marathon and I was in my late twenties and I didn't run one for like 17 years after that. Cause I hated yeah. it. So it's interesting, right? I had a very different why in my forties versus my twenties. And I just remember training my birthdays in February. I remember we started training February one and in the beginning too, you don't know what to wear. You don't know how your body's going to heat up. And I just remember wearing like sweatpants and different things. And it's just like, it was the worst thing because from a heat perspective and they just, you know, I'm a sweater. <laughs> it's not pretty. I sweat like a maniac. And, um, you know, it's like, you just don't know what to wear, mm-hmm. you, you know? And, um, so that is one of the gifts of getting to know your body at a very intimate level, what types of things you need at different weather, wind, you know, snow, rain, you name it. So I, I agree. It's a trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I am to be involved, um, in the Madison festivals 
organization here in Madison and we produce uh, taste of Madison and the Madison marathon. Yes. So I love watching. Um, I got to help with check-in last year and I just loved seeing all the different people and yeah. the, that they were going to run and hearing some of their stories too. So. But they're powerful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just a lot of goals, yeah. a lot of, a lot of first marathon jitters too. You could just feel it coming off of them. Yeah. And then yeah. At the finish line, and be like, you just ran a marathon. Like, congratulations! Yeah, it takes a, it takes a little while, though. I think for people to start rewiring kind of their identity, right? Going from not running to over the years, five Ks, halves, fulls, whatever it might be. It, I think, it does take quite a while for people to see themselves in a new light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, jumping back into strength training. What are your plans for that? Are you, um, do you have plans for it? Are you kind of just taking it? Cause I know you're just getting into it, which is a perfect compliment also to running. Yeah. So, um, I had just, I ran quite a bit, um, this winter and I did a very hilly half marathon in March, which, uh, went very well, but, um, nice. I did a good job of, of strength training. I, in fact, I wasn't doing any at all during running. So I had a lot of nagging injury stuff. Um, so I was like, I think I'm going to take a break from running and I'm going to, I'm going to do some weightlifting and I'm going to get my body kind of feeling strong again. And I, that is going to help carry me through when I start, you know, I'm going to start running again. Um, I've actually got, I'm part of the door County half Ironman relay where I'm running the half marathon at the end in a couple of weeks. So um, exciting. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes since, you know, training hasn't been <laughs> right. right. But I do think when I, you know, this weekend, I'm going to start running again. And I think I feel strong and I think that's going to carry me through my kind of my first run. And I'm hoping that that those nagging kind of injuries mm-hmm. be there. Yep. So. And I, you know, kudos to you too, because I know as a fellow runner, it's hard to not run when, you know, it just seems so easy, right? To get out the door because you've done that so many times and to shift something up. I give you huge kudos, Elise, because I know that is something I have struggled with of getting into some type of strength training. But I think too, especially with any hills, you will definitely notice the difference with that strength training too. And so that's something I am begrudgingly, but doing signing myself up for. I'm like a small kid screaming and having a tantrum, but it's one of those, you know, at a higher level, it's what you need to do. And it's kind of like, all right, the discipline and commitment will pay off. So. Absolutely. Perfect. So as we wrap things up, my dear, any final tips, tidbits, anything that you want to share with our viewers? Um, I think we've covered most of them. Definitely. So share with, share with our viewers, how can they learn more about you? How can they connect with you? Maybe they're a retailer a restaurant operator, business owner, office, whatever it might be. How do they connect with you to learn more and work with you? Yeah. So, um, I have a very, uh, detailed LinkedIn page. People can check out uh, Elise Smithback. Um, LinkedIn. Can you spell that too. Just yeah, it's E L Y S E Smithback. 
S M I T H B A C K. Um, and LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. Um, my email is e smithback at parkbank.com or give me a call. I'm at 608 278 2848. And I'd be happy to talk to anybody. I love, like I said, I love helping people, love helping mm-hmm. smaller businesses, um, you know, get to their next and find their win within their business. I like it. And with that, my dear, thank you so much. And look for us next week on Heather Ewing, the CRE Rundown. In the meantime, live fully. Thanks so much.